0: Welcome on in to the Superintendent Radio Network and episode 27 of Beyond the Page, podcast that takes you a little deeper into some of the stories and columns in Golf Course Industry Magazine. I'm Matt Lowell, Managing Editor of the magazine, joined today by not one, not two, but three guests who provide different perspectives on how Gen Z does and can affect the industry. Our incredible contributing writer, Lee Carr, reported three stories about that subject for the February issue, which will be online soon at golfcourseindustry.com magazine, and in your mailbox a little bit after that. To compliment her reporting, I tracked down Matt Gourlay, the director of golf course operations at Colbert Hills Golf Club in Manhattan, Kansas, where he recruits dozens of college students from a potential group of 5,000 new freshmen every year as well as two students on the brink of being college freshmen who were part of the incredible Turfgrass Tigers program at Brentsville District High School in Virginia. Two of just 200-plus high school students studying all things turf under Drew Miller. Fun fact, this is technically a dual-coast edition of the show. I talked with Barrett and Franco at the SFMA conference a few weeks ago in Savannah, Georgia. And I set up a microphone in a San Diego hotel room to talk with Matt during the GCSAA conference and trade show. Before we hear from them, though, a quick word from the sponsor Up Beyond the Page. In case you missed last month's episode, we do have a new sponsor for this podcast, and it is CPRO. CPRO provides industry-leading turf plant growth regulators like Cutlass and Legacy and Musketeer to the golf industry, along with disease, weed, and aquatic management solutions. Their full lineup of products works hard to ensure your course consistently looks its best. Visit them at cpro.com. That's s e p r o.com to learn more. Thanks Cpro for sponsoring the show. After the break, Mac Orley talking about how he recruits, pays, and retains Gen Z workers. So I'm sitting here in whatever hotel room in whatever hotel in San Diego, California with Mac Orley and I'm looking you can hear the, the crinkle of uh, a name badge six ribbons on his badge this year, full package currently,
1: currently, there's more coming
0: six at the moment, Grassroots Ambassador, Committee Member Golden Tea Club, Moderator, Speaker and of course CGCS this is impressive but I think you could do better this, this wouldn't even touch your belly button.
1: Nope. Well, I did tie the knot on the top on the lanyard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is Matt Gourlay, Director of Golf Course Operations over in Manhattan, Kansas at uh, at Colbert Hills. You've been on off the course before. You've not been on Beyond the Page. Correct. How you doing? Wonderful.
1: Happy to be here in sunny Southern California. So sunny, you've got three days of... Uh, Burns on your face here. Tan, good tan, great tan. Base coat, base coat to get me through February. (laughs) For the two inches of snow you
0: left in (laughs) Manhattan. Yeah. Before we get into the gist of Beyond the Page, anything you're looking forward to? Because this will be up on the Tuesday morning of the GCSAA conference and show. People who are listening to it live,
1: it will be show week. Anything you're looking forward to this week? Presenting at some presentations with the uh, uh, the great debate professors versus supers. Okay. And then epic fails with uh, Matt Schaefer, formerly of Marion and Hershey Country Club and Augusta and all sorts of places he's worked, but now retired, working for BioBoost and minimalistic approach or something as his con- consultation or whatever. So I look forward to that one. Epic fails on Thursday.
0: He has a few irons irons easy we neither of us can talk he has a few irons in the fire matt schaefer does yeah what time is that on thursday i might try to get eight that. eight to nine a.m mm-hmm. it's an early one i don't have anything scheduled for eight i might have to go to that one the supers versus professors who's that with
1: so professors is uh, i'm just a moderator for that with uh uh dr ben mcgraw he's a moderator too i believe he's just a moderator but rocko in there I was a last-minute fill-in for that, so I'm not really prepared, Uh, but I know Rock's there, and uh, Beth Gertow is, so I I know at least those two professors, and then the Supers, I know of at least uh, Zach Bauer is, and then the other ones, I'm drawing a blank, because like I said, I was a last-minute fill-in.
0: I'm sure you'll be great
1: just a moderator.
0: I'm not worried. i got to spin a wheel and i just got to keep people entertained. I saw you moderate in 2019. It was great. No, 2020. 2020. Yeah. It was a good room. You did well. You were like a game show host. Got to keep it light and entertaining. Well, we are not here to talk about you as a game show host or a moderator. Uh, Beyond the Page this month focuses on Gen Z. It's the cover package in the February issue. It will be online, I think, maybe even this week. Uh, GCI dot or com slash magazine. Only been there three years. You think I know the website by now. Three stories inside by the great Lee Car. Gen Z, this is a big topic. This is an important topic. It's not going away. Uh, the youngest workers on golf course maintenance staffs. First off, at least in the summer, maybe not in February and March, but in the summer when most of them are not in school,
1: how many have you had on your crew in the last few years? Uh, the vast majority of our team are Gen Z. We have myself, some of our assistant superintendents call me dad. I'm 36 and, and they're 30. So they just call me dad just for fun. But, um, besides that, the vast majority of our team is all college students or college age, which is, is at Gen Z and even as young as uh, some high schoolers. So 16 year olds. So if that's Gen Z, that's, that's who we are after and actively recruiting to retain and recruit and uh, have on our team. You do have tens of thousands of students at
0: Kansas State to uh, recruit from.
1: 5,000 freshmen every year. So uh, it's a great labor pool to try to grab every year, and hopefully we don't screw it up. And the uh, the rumor goes out that we're terrible to work for, but uh, that's the, uh, the great thing about college is 5,000 new employee potential recruits every year coming into the town. Unblemished by rumors and innuendo. Yep. And how
0: easy is it, in your experience, to get even – Say five of those five thousand onto your crew at any one time. It,
1: it's it's something that we all actively do. Um, you know, we have we have a team. Our 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 team that we have is there, there's five full time of us. Um, Shane Picorni is our equipment manager. He's down here at the show this week for us. Our superintendent Shane Ranksdorf, assistant uh, Derek Price, and assistant uh, Chris Glover, uh, and those guys are always actively recruiting, um, talking to the people in the community as well as myself about working at the golf course, and we think it's great. We love working there, and so that's that's part of our passion, and, and it shows with these, these individuals, these Gen Z-type kids, and uh, it's able to recruit individuals.
0: The bigger issue with recruiting is retention. You might get some on for a season. If they're not great, it might be a month or a couple weeks or a shift and a half or less. How are you able to keep them on? For an entire season or, best case scenario, bring them back for their sophomore years, for their junior years.
1: You know, ideally for us, we would love to have them as a freshman. And then we'd love to see them as a, a red shirt, gray shirt, blue shirt, whatever shirts that, that they take to have six, seven, eight, right. eight, eight, nine years working. Can you working get three in degrees at Kansas <laughs> yeah. State? Three you three you need to get your grade. master's, yeah. you need yeah. to get your 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 doctorate. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's a challenge because we are seasonal, right? So our season runs from April one till October 31st mm-hmm. and we lay everybody off for the winter time. And so how can we try to create a culture at Covert Hills to, um, have them excited to be there? One of the things that makes it a little easier is we do offer a free golf room. Mm-hmm. So if they have any inclination of that, they want to play golf. We have a couple of individuals who love playing golf um, they'll be back every year until they graduate. And so those ones are, are an easier get for us. Um, but, uh, the interesting ones are the ones never play golf, never knew a golf course before, don't know what grasses, tee box, nothing like that. Um, and we're able to keep some of those coming back every year. But, um, for me personally, it's, it's all about the person. It's all about people. So if, if somebody works with us, I want to know what, what drives them, what's their passion. If it's art, if it's podcasts, if it's, uh, trivia night or anything like that. Um, you know, we want to try to um, tap into those resources and, and utilize them on on property and on uh, and with our team as much as possible. Um, and we might find that they that they enjoy working on the golf course. Just it's an outlet for them. Um, and we might find that they want to do something different. And I want to help them succeed in life. Whether it's at Cobert Hills or something else, let's find what their passion is and let's let's work towards it.
0: So if their passion is not agronomy. If their passion is, as you said, let's just go with uh, we're recording one right now. Let's go, let's go podcasts. Have you had
1: anybody with that passion, and and how would you facilitate that? I haven't had anybody with a, a podcast passion, okay. but they um, all our team listens to podcasts all the time, and so we, we allow them to listen to podcasts okay. as long as you know the music level and, and uh, hearing that they they're cognizant of their surroundings. We're very fortunate, Cobert Hills that. It's not a typical uh, you know, square piece of land with you know holes running side by side. Golfers can't hit you uh, with a golf ball from a different hole out there because it just it runs through a residential community. Um, so very fortunate with that. So as long as you're on the hole and you know which way golfers are coming, you can have some headphones and all that, listen to some podcasts. But, um, you know, the individuals who, who, who like presenting podcasts, try to figure out what the podcast is about. Is it about Gen Z? Let's have them sit down with some Gen Z individuals on our team and try to build that skill set for them. Is it uh, talking about sports? You know, there's some individuals who love talking about sports. K-State is uh, a sports community, Mm -hmm. sports town, so they love talking about that stuff. So, um, I don't know how I would definitely do something like that, but, um, you know, one that really stands out for me is um, a Gen Z individual, um, an art major. And she loved art, and so she would do some art projects uh, at her maintenance facility. And then she would also love to take pictures. And so she would take pictures while mowing greens or rolling greens hmm. and stuff like that. So she would have her phone with her, and she would show these great pictures and all that. And um, I would just support it, you know. Which What do you got? Show me the pictures. What Show me your best picture this week. Show me the best picture you took today and not kind of reprimand her for taking five six seven minutes of her time mowing greens to take a few cool pictures which she would then post on social media which could then you know elevate the golf course and how right. great it looks during sunrises and stuff like that
0: which can then be used not only to promote it but who knows maybe attract new folks to work on the crew this yeah. is what you get to see you
1: have to wake up at four thirty to see it but it's worth it and then, so she graduated K-State uh, last uh, she, uh, last May, and so she worked with us through June, and she's now working at a golf course in Kansas City. She just loves okay. working on a golf course. Um, you know, I'm not sure that she's doing with the art degree uh, or, or what, She's still she's full-time on a golf course right now, loving it. Was she one of those non-golfers when not she came right No, knew nothing about golf. Still <laughs> doesn't golf, but just loves the early morning, loves the sunrises, loves, loves mowing, loves just the atmosphere of being on a golf course.
0: So you managed to take at least one person in the last few years, mm-hmm. total non-golfer, now she's working full-time on a maintenance crew, other side of the state. Yeah. That's fantastic.
1: Sure. We have a lot of those, a lot of individuals that we were, we convinced that golf is a great a great community, a great place to, to to have a career. Any other tremendous
0: standout stories? You don't have to name individual names, but whether they're golfers, non-golfers, uh, who've come in as 18, 19 year old freshmen and manage to build a career. Maybe they're, I don't know if you have any, you're so young. You are dad 36. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've had many full-time superintendents maybe come out from your college recruit tree, but yeah, that, 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 or, that, or that, that, are,
1: that are non, non, non-golf related. Um, an individual, Dan Ortiz. Um, I, I, I remember his application at Hills golf course because he actually um, uh, his application where he lived was the same address as our assistant superintendent where he lived. And so we brought him in for the interview and they asked the questions, all right, which room did you live in in this house down on Veneer Street and all that. And it was the same corner, same room that that they both lived in but 3 years, 4 years Get difference. Out. And so that's how we brought him in. He was a mecha- I believe he was a mechanical engineer. And then he started working on a golf course with us and He may have worked at a golf course before, but I don't think so. I mean, he worked at Walmart, he worked at a hotel as a maid service and uh, stuff like that. And he started working for us and just kind of fell in love with it. And so we kind of promoted him through the ranks best we could. And uh, we're able to help him find a a position um, uh, in Salina. And then he's moved on to Kansas City and he's an assistant over there. And so um, another individual that we've just kind of shown the golf course is cool and it's great to work on sometimes. That's awesome
0: and he's been in how many years now
1: boy dan dan ortiz boy he worked with us for i want to say six years he worked with us um he actually uh, rented a room for me so i'm also a slumboard <laughs> sometimes with some of these individuals but um get you with your ancillary income yeah yeah a little bit just uh <laughs> but uh you know he's in kansas city now uh he's got a few kids but i want to see he's been in kansas city for four years maybe so okay. um Something like that. It's going yeah. on a
0: decade in the industry.
1: Yeah. That's fantastic. And I don't know if you,
0: if you actually threw a number at it. What is your average year-to-year on how many freshmen and then how many total college students you're able to, to bring in? We typically
1: send out 40 W-2s for the Grounds and Greens department. So, like I said, there's six of us there full-time. So, that means that there's you know, 34, 35 uh, individuals that work with us throughout the year. Um, part-time full-time uh etc but it's mostly part-time seasonals that we have and of the 35 i would say 34 of them are gen z we have one retired guy gary he's <laughs> he's awesome
0: you run counter with only one retired guy so many courses have ratcheted up that part of the demographic
1: and 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 he was recruited by one of our assistants Derek price he was uh we went to lunch uh, at a local place that's also, a, a, you know, uh, that has a bar there. And Gary was just sitting at the bar. He was just, he's semi-retired. And Derek started chatting with him. And he was like, ah, I just had nothing to do with, lo- to find something to do for the next three years while, while my wife's working. And Derek said, why don't you come work with us? And he's a golfer. And he kind of came out and um, fell in love with him. And one of his big things is he had a bad heart. Um, he had a heart attack 15 years ago. And so he's been monitoring his heart. Very regularly, and uh, one of his passions—he's got a heart monitor on his on his on his phone or his or his, or his, or his uh, watch or something like that. And he comes in every day. He says, "New record!" I said, "New record!" My heart's barely beating. It's awesome. Like for him, he wants it as low as possible, keeping nice and chill and right. relaxed and all that. And he comes in. He's just super ecstatic that he's out there mowing the golf course and maintaining it during sunrises, and just gets his heart as relaxed as possible. He loves it.
0: 36 beats a minute. my medical team says I should be dead. <laughs> got it down to 35. Now what, what's the challenge since you're open about April Fool's Day to about October mm-hmm. uh, and you are on a college campus and you've got mostly college students, what's the challenge like keeping them over the summer? you got a lot of summer school kids or you keep them on campus or what, what what's the trick there?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just depends on the individual. Um, Some individuals don't do school in the summer. Some do. Um, Some are on the football team, um, which, you know, there's practice. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we had an individual on the track team, um, so he would run a quick 13 to 15 miles every morning Mm -hmm. and then show up to work around 8 a.m. So, um, and it was, he did that every day. And so he was great. We just work around their schedules as much as possible. We get it. Um, You know, they're here for a different career they're, they're here for a short period of time how can we help elevate their their lives and, and careers whether it's uh, on a golf course or, or for track and field or or whatever let's let's just try to help them succeed in life I'm, i mean for me that's the biggest thing have them succeed
0: you are very active in turf twitter you're very active in uh, gcsa both locally and nationally you talk with a lot of people do you get the vibe that more and more superintendents and other turf pros are coming around that they have to be a little more flexible that they have to work with the seasonal folks a little bit more than maybe they had to 10 or 15 years ago
1: oh definitely i mean uh, you know superintendents are a great group of individuals and um you know they get with the times you know the times that's that's just what it is you know this 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 generation gen x gen z the younger you are they just want more flexibility um, you know, there's there's an individual I, I met with a, a week ago. He's not doing anything. He's uh, 20 years old, um, and he doesn't want to work more than 30 hours a week. And that's it. He wants to do nothing else, just 30 hours, which blew my mind that somebody wanted just 30 hours. I mean, it's just something new for me. Even I figured, you know, we could potentially offer him 40 hours a week. He said, "No, nah, I'm not interested in that. I just want 30 hours." I was like, "Well, well, you doing anything else? No, nothing. Just want to." chill, relax, and, and do nothing. So for, for me, let's just work around that. If that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do.
0: What other practical advice, putting you on the spot here, although I know it's, I know it's in your head somewhere, what other practical advice would you have for folks who have continued to have to work more and more with younger workers, and uh, like you have done, you know, maybe they need to adapt a little bit more. What other
1: Boy, Advice I, do you have I, I have no idea I, I was always I was surprised one that you reached out to me and asked my opinion <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> but um, it, it's 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 it's, a, it's definitely a challenge all the time it's, yeah. it's, it's and it's always going to be a challenge it was a challenge 15 years ago uh, and, and it's harder now because of um, let's be honest this inflation this minimum wage that's 725 that's really not it's 15 20 25 bucks an hour depending on where you are in the country. Um, and so, um, it, it's definitely a challenge to communicate to your members and, and your, your general manager and whoever the power is to be to let them know that, you know these are it's a it's a skilled labor that, that we need to work with us. Um, you know if you're buying machines that are 70, $75,000, hundred thousand dollar piece of machinery to drive out there, uh, you know it's the same price as a Tesla, Mercedes, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So they're very high expensive machines. Are you going to pay somebody? $5. 15 an hour 725 an hour or you want to have somebody that's a little bit more skilled to operate some of this stuff because it is it's, it's a huge financial asset for the, the the entity
0: you're showing your age here because I started working at a grocery store in 2000, 2000 I think it was 535 an hour I found an old paste up 515 so I know we have photographic evidence of you, on a tractor, or were you, six months
1: old? Six months old. Finally, months old. I started working on a golf course at six months. Now,
0: in 1986 or 7, whatever that was, I don't think minimum wage was 515 <laughs> But by the time you were legally paid, it might have been about 515 It hasn't been $515 in, in quite a while. Though. long time. About probably 20 years. yeah. The financial issue is, is only going to get trickier and trickier because I think it's something like 12 states or 13 states are going to be up to $15 an hour minimum within the next three years. And those 12 or 15 states, whatever it is, is about half the country in terms of population.
1: It's irrelevant. It's already there. In the state of Kansas, we're in middle America, it's, yeah. the cost of living is cheap. You know? I, I, I have a friend who bought a, a brand new house, ha- well, not a brand new house, but he, bu- he bought a house for himself for 70000 bucks. right? You can, can you find that in Cleveland? uh you could it wouldn't be a great house but you could and 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 his house is is, is fine it's yeah. it's great it's it's in a good good community good good location um and so it's just it's a very cheap place to live in, in Kansas and minimum wage is 725 but it's at least 15 bucks in, in reality because if you're driving around Manhattan you see everyone's for hiring um for 15. 50 16 bucks an hour for entry level positions which is the general minimum wage. And so for us, we probably need to have our minimum wage of entry level at Cobra Hills Golf Course at least that level, 15, 16 bucks, to be competitive. And if we can't be competitive with Wendy's and grocery stores, McDonald's, and all those other ones, how can we be competitive with the lawn and landscape companies, which is the same labor pool, and they're probably paying 18 or 20 bucks an hour. So those are the conversations I have in the community with the individuals. I'm asking the individuals, whatever everybody paying is, so we know what the kind of fair share or the fair rate for everybody. So we can kind of be, if you're competitive with pay, it's a little easier to find individuals. How many folks in that pool do you think you talk with about the financial
0: end of things on a weekly, monthly, seasonal basis?
1: Well, um, it, it's been really easy recently because everyone has a for hire sign, and they're okay. putting on exactly what they're paying. <laughs> But um, there's, there's a, a, a company just down the street from me that, that I talk. And every time I see him, I ask him what, he, what he's paying. And I've been asking him the same question for four years. The uh, lawn and landscape company, I'm, I'm pretty good friends with um, one of them, one of the players in, in, in town. There's a couple. But um, I see him often, and, and, and we chat about it. Um, we've had individuals that, that worked for him that came to us and vice versa. And so... Sometimes we'll, we'll send some of our great summer help um, over to him to, to help him out in the wintertime because he needs to do more um, projects, winter work, irrigation installs, snow removal for, for places, and he's just looking for more people in the wintertime sometimes when we don't have anything. So we kind of um, help each other out a little bit with uh, labor force. Hmm. I think I actually send more people his way than he does mine, So uh, if we're in all honesty if we're keeping score (laughs) you would never keep score no no definitely not but (laughs) since since I'm on this podcast you have my brain think it's like yeah I've sent more people his way than than he sent mine so as the decade rolls on and and
0: I always preface this by saying our state of the industry survey which is now numbers to know the 2021 survey came out in January 2021 was distributed in October and November I think of 2020 Uh, we were Almost a year into the pandemic, we didn't know what 2021 was going to bring. One question on there was, uh, what is going to be your biggest challenge in 2021? And about 38% of people said COVID-19 restrictions and challenges. About 53% said labor. Even in the midst of an unknown global pandemic, first year of it, labor was still by a wide margin, number one. It's not going away. It's never going to go away. Um, what do you think is going to happen in the next couple of years, especially with the Gen Z portion of the labor market?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think the big thing is money, right? So um, you have to find enough money for for the labor to get the labor. Um, You guys came out with um, what the prevailing wages and Mm -hmm. all sorts of, right? The U.S. average transition zone and all that, which is great compared to uh, you compared it to a uh, maybe lawn and landscape or something. You can, there was two comparisons. I can't remember what it were. Yeah, I believe um, I believe the average for
0: full time was.
1: I think it was just under seventeen dollars an hour. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so so that's definitely a concern. You know, it, it it's a concern with the um, uh, inflation, the prices of everything. I mean, everything's just going through the roof. So that's that's the biggest concern. But um, you know, labor always there. That's always a concern. Prices going through the roof. That's always a concern. I mean, it's it's just. Um, just dealing with the challenges as they come there's it's hard to look into the future see what the issues are Um, but you know just try to plan accordingly the best you can I mean we've been working towards this um, this mysterious pay increase that's been through the roof in the past uh, year Um, for whatever reason I just I sense something coming uh, for a while and I've been working towards increasing all our guys year by year by year to make a Uh, a smaller jump instead of 725 to 15 you know they've been talking about $15 minimum wage for a long time Uh, I sense something like that was going to come sooner or later and I'm surprised it hasn't been here yet and so um, it's just much easier to kind of try to prepare for some of those things little by little over time I guess so I don't know I don't know how to like I said I really don't know if I'm a Gen Z expert by any means I it's it's a, it's a challenge for us, like I said, to find the, the staff, the labor pool, but we try everything all the time. We have our whole team working on it all the time where we talk about what should we pay people, how, and how do we get people, and how do we keep people? Um, because uh, without them, the golf course is nothing. So it's all about the people for us.
0: Well, you say you're not an expert, but you probably hire more Gen Z workers than 98% of, of turf pros.
1: Quite possibly,
0: maybe ninety nine percent. Quite possibly. Um, you said the three challenges: find, pay, retain. I think we've we've talked about the first and the third, and we've talked a little bit about the second. I am curious um, if you know it offhand. What what uh, percentage of your budget is earmarked for labor?
1: You know, we're talking about numbers and all. That. I think the, uh, the the industry standard is like sixty two percent or something like about that. About there, but, yeah. Um, I want to say assuming our budget gets approved uh, next Monday um, which uh, we're about five weeks behind for the year already so assuming that gets approved we're only five weeks into the year um, uh, <laughs> if if you didn't include the cost of water we mm-hmm. have to purchase our water okay. um, uh, our our price for is uh, right around 80% so 80% of our budget goes towards labor.
0: That has to be among the highest in the country.
1: That's not including water. So if you throw include water in there, we're down to 66%, 68%. Above average. Yeah, but okay. water. Water's huge for us. We always talk about water, too. We pay for water. You're it's not even expense. in California, Arizona, or Colorado. I know, it's a huge expense for us. So biggest expense is, for us is labor, and then it's, it's water right after uh, labor, so. Anything you're
0: looking forward to in 2022 doesn't have to be anything about labor. Doesn't have to be about buying water.
1: Wow, what am I looking forward to, man? I'm trying to get through this week. In all honesty, <laughs> with the GCSA conference, um, you know, um, my uh, boy, looking forward. Uh, my son for is in two days a week right now of uh, preschool, and so in awesome. August it's four days, uh, which is. Uh, a big jump for him is that gonna be too, preschool
0: or is that gonna be kindergarten still preschool okay. he's got he, he'll have another
1: full year of preschool um okay. before he goes to, to kindergarten but
0: um, oh speaking of money real quick i know you're a ways away from this but it's top of mind for me right now because my daughter lost two teeth in four days <laughs> last week i was there for one and i was on the road for the second one now she's got the bottom two just gone um uh, two three national average I don't know what it is in Canada what do you think it is in the United States
1: well I have no idea but the uh, the best was uh, you know a tooth Fairy stopped off at mine uh one night I think they were drunk a little bit but I, I got <laughs> I got twenty dollars once for a tooth. Well, that's and it was Canadian above. it was Canadian money so I think they, they they mistook the uh the two for a 20 <laughs> it was a little foggy memory it was, thought uh, it was a tuner. yeah it was something like that so <laughs> it, it was uh, tw- I would say 20 bucks how about 20 bucks for you per tooth so, I'll probably give my, my kid a quarter or something. So the, the
0: national tooth fairy average, which I believe is put out by Delta Dental, it's four seventy, and it is a little lower in the Midwest. It's about three sixty six, but uh, about four seventy, we gave her five bucks. <laughs> in case in case you're wondering, yeah, bringing the average up. Yeah, you've got you've got a little bit of weight. She's five and a half, so yeah, but so the the preschool two days to four days, that's a big deal. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, got to be that. I don't know. I have nothing else. I have nothing planned going that's going on to this year. We are
0: so boring in our late thirties, <laughs> mid to late thirties, just talking about preschool and, and the tooth fairy. Yeah, this I is, mean, this is where we are now. I'm lives. still trying to get
1: through the the Kyle Callahan uh, weight loss challenge and, and doing all that. So I well, signed you look up good. For that. I signed up for that, which is great. So he's, yeah. he's got me going to the eating healthy, which is great, and he's got me going to the gym uh, once or twice a day, depending on how injured I am from uh, getting a and decrepit at thirty six. <laughs>
0: It only gets worse. (laughs) I'm two years ahead of him. My Achilles are shot. (laughs) Matt Gourlay, always fun. Thank you for opening up your hotel room. It's less uh, echoey than the lobby. We would have picked up probably 14 different conversations in the first minute of this podcast there. We'll have you on. You've been on Off the Course. uh, You've been on Beyond the Page. You can't be on Tartan Talks until you're an architect. And uh, what am I forgetting? Greens with Envy. We'll we'll get out to Colbert Hills, and we'll record a, a remote... Uh, Greens with Envy from from Kansas. Love to have you. Then you'll be on all all three that you can be on until I become an architect. And then you can be on the Grand Slam. <laughs> Mac Orley, Colvert Hills, Director of Golf Course Operations in Manhattan, Kansas. He doesn't say he's a Gen Z expert. I think he's a Gen Z expert.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Franco and Barrett. I'm going to get out of the way and let you guys introduce yourselves.
2: Um, I'm Barrett Butler, and I'm a senior in the
3: program. I'm Franco Allegro. I'm also a senior in the program.
0: So before we get into everything that you both do for Tiger Turf Grass and everything you've done over the last four years, because the program is now older than your high school careers. Uh, yeah. It's five years old. <laughs> you guys are smart, so you've only been in high school for four years. <laughs> um
3: Luckily, we hopefully, keep that track. Going, so. Are you both in line
0: to graduate in a few months? Yeah, yes, we should be. Yes. Good, yeah. good.
3: As of right now, I mean,
0: you're you're joined by three of your your compatriots, and you all seem very smart. Right.
3: Thank
0: you, thank you. So, and you Some all have good. The best. You all have well. I mean, that's what probably why you're here. <laughs> yeah, top yeah. five out of two hundred.
2: True.
0: Um, this was you said on the way over your first trade show. And apologies yeah. if it's a little echoey. We're in a in a conference room, but I think the audio's fine for folks. If you're listening, thank you um it's your first trade show and it's really your first turf show so you've been here for the better part of a week you got here early you've done some touristy stuff too but what do you what have you thought about the turf show you've you've done a lot of cool stuff already
3: i thought it was really awesome uh i really enjoyed the trade show that was the biggest thing for me because like i said i want to get into engineering and everything so seeing all the new equipment and new innovation coming from the companies was really really neat
2: My favorite thing, personally, has just been, like, meeting as many people as I have that I didn't know. Like, because, I mean, Mr. Miller, when we were on the way to come, he was like, everyone is excited to meet you, Everyone. And we were like, okay, Miller, like, whatever you say. And then when we got here, it really was like that. It really was like everyone wanted to meet us and wanted to talk to us and ask us about ourselves, which was really cool.
0: It does throw me off every time you say Mr. Miller, (laughs)
2: because
0: I call him Drew, but then he's also Andrew. And then you more casually call him Miller.
2: We do. But then there's Mr.
0: Miller. So Andrew Miller, who who has been the director of the program since 2017,
2: 2016.
3: 2017 I, think no, geez, I don't know, five, five years. years. We, we started it, was, it was five years ago, so yeah, so it had to have been twenty okay. so, sixteen, yeah, I guess tw- into twenty seventeen. <laughs> that year. year, but um, yeah, no. If you uh, listen to our recording yesterday from our class that we did you'll hear me call him accidentally Miller and then have me correct myself real yeah, during, and our presentation. during our
0: presentation. Well, whatever you want to call him, I'm going to refer to him as Drew on this episode, <laughs> but whatever you want to call him. Um, you have both presented, along mm-hmm. with some of your other classmates, you were part of the group that, it was really just the five of you, some folks from Pioneer, mm-hmm. who were the first to paint the new SFMA logo. The name was changed first day of the conference.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Painted the new logo
3: mm-hmm.
0: on on the outside grass, which... Could have used a mow. They didn't no give okay. you. They okay. didn't give we you the, the best turf. No
2: we had to like respray <laughs> over some areas. Yeah. We didn't get it all. Right. Just like some of the grass was, was taller down. than other parts, based off where people had stepped. So it was mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it was a mess. But it was cool. I told was me like I should have have take out a weed eater
3: before we got it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Grabbed one from uh, the Echo booth or whatever. Yeah.
0: What are, What are your takeaways? You've You've done that thing. You've done all that. You've rolled turf. You've met a bunch of people. You You're basically celebrities here.
3: I wouldn't go that far. The connections are really cool though um and how close-knit the turf community actually is seeing that is really awesome how i mean talking to i don't remember the echo strike paint i think it was Mm -hmm. i was talking to them and i was talking to them about how we use primarily pioneer and he was like oh their their stuff's crap and he was like no i'm just messing with you we we we, uh, we like pioneer we're just competitors and everything so we say that stuff sometimes but uh so it's, it, it's, really, it's really neat seeing how close the actual community is. Yeah, and our... I would
2: definitely say like, it was interesting seeing how excited everyone was just to like, grow the industry. Like not mm-hmm. only, They don't want to keep it the same, I think, from my opinion of the things that I saw. Especially the women's lunch, that was, really, that was really, really interesting for me because it was just a room full of people who all loved doing this and like they were so supportive of me and Carly. Like When we got there, everyone just wanted to tell us how amazing it was what we were doing. Which I thought was really cool. Like, they're all just so, everyone's so supportive and they want this industry to do well. So they're all supportive of each other as well.
3: Yeah, they want it to continue to grow, which is really awesome. They don't want it, like, there's other industries where after a while it seems like they're getting phased out and they don't try to change at all. Right. And uh, it seems like this industry just, I mean, look at STMA, it's now SFMA, mm-hmm. um, showing that this industry is trying to continue and trying to get with modern times and um, newer areas and uh, it's
0: really cool. Well and there were a variety of reasons why they said that they changed the name. One of them is yeah. you know, you say turf to people who are not in turf and people think artificial. artificial turf. Right. Yeah. So to have field in there. Um Barrett, you had mentioned Carly just for folks listening who are not here. Carly, uh Sam and Ethan are the other three yep. tig- turf grass tigers who are here as part of the program. Uh let's talk about the women's luncheon for a that minute. Because was, this is this is such a big thing. Uh, there are not enough women in golf. We just ran our state of the industry survey. Mm -hmm. Numbers to know now. And one of the questions was on uh, course, uh, not course makeup, crew makeup. Just, I'm going to throw this out there. It's actually, I don't think, by the time this drops, it'll probably be published. But what do you think the average number of women on a golf course maintenance crew is, at least among the 250 or 300 people who responded to our survey? I
2: would say it's probably
0: less than 25%. Less than 25%. It takes less than 15. Yeah. Uh, 0.7 women per yeah. crew. Yeah, sounds... Uh, it's better in Canada, it's better elsewhere, and it seems to be better in sports fields, mm-hmm. but it's um, still not great. It's still an overwhelmingly yeah. uh, male industry. So what what was the luncheon like? You, you went there with your mom and Carly.
2: I did. It was really, really cool. It was funny. They talked about breaking the grass ceiling. Uh, Kelly Lynch was a speaker. She talked about breaking the grass ceiling at the... Uh, U.S. Women's Open, mm-hmm. and how the crew was all women, which I yeah. thought was awesome. There was a picture, all twenty nine of them. They said when they first got there that everyone was like, "Oh, like these girls are gonna need our help like the second day." But they were nope. after by the second day, they were like, "Oh, just let them do it. Like they know what they're doing." So it was really interesting seeing like, I think being a girl in this industry, like, and for me, being a girl playing golf, I grew up playing with boys. Like there, there's not girls typically, except like you'll find them at the the big tournaments and stuff like that, but. most little courses you're it's just you so it's interesting seeing like a big group of women who all want to continue and grow and make a place for themselves in an industry where there previously wasn't or isn't spots how many
0: people were at that luncheon i wanted to pop my head in it i'm mad i didn't
2: Um, i think there were like six or seven tables the table's all set eight so okay there was a couple men there too that just came in to watch or listen but it was really great the presentation itself was awesome she was very Kelly Lynch was the speaker. She was Mm -hmm. very, very vulnerable and told us all about, like, her experiences in the world and what got her here sort of thing. So that was really cool.
0: Where is Kelly? Who who does she work Um, for?
2: She is with Pure Seed. Okay. So she talked about that a little bit. But, like, one of my big takeaways from the lunch itself was she talked about not giving away your peanut butter. That was what she talked about. Okay. So she said that she was in jobs or in situations where she would be giving away her peanut butter to these people thinking she would get the job, and then they get the job. And then she's doing all the work for them as the assistant and not getting any of the credit. And then it was draining her peanut butter. So she took a break, she left, she went and worked at the dude ranch, and then her peanut butter started to fill up. She helped people and her peanut butter filled up. And then that's why she's able to be so successful, successful now is because that peanut butter being full and doing things that help her and make her feel herself. Sort of
0: thing. Just to be a little silly for a second, just to be uh, uh, sanitary. I'm the kind of person who puts the spoon in my jar of peanut butter multiple times, so it would not be good to share my peanut butter. anyway. No. Mm-hmm. I
2: don't
0: know if you guys are the same way.
3: No.
2: I'm not say that really a peanut butter eater. Either. Oh. Okay. Really? Uh, I love no. peanut butter,
3: but no, I, do, I don't do that. That's a little you, What do you
0: do? you eat a fresh spoon?
2: Oh, I, I have a Do nice you I, spread?
3: I, I mean, I typically will eat a pb and I won't just eat peanut butter. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I enjoy it every once in a while. You more, haven't... I wouldn't do more than no. one.
0: You haven't gotten to college yet. Just wait.
3: No. Oh well, that's gonna be a lot of ramen noodles. <laughs> that's, that's, well,
0: yeah, that's where it started though. Yeah. When I would, I would keep a jar of peanut butter and a spoon in my room. So, um, that's that's excellent there though. So almost 50 people, uh, good message, right. and then a lot of connections, like you said,
2: mm-hmm. a lot
0: of connections. Period, but a lot of connections, I, I imagine, from oh, that definitely. lunch.
2: It was funny, um, we met a girl named Cassie who works at um, Texas A&M who had gone through the process like she majored in turf and grew up through it so she talked to us about Carly specifically, she was like don't give up, she was like there's people here she gave us her phone number if we needed to call her or talk to her or something so that was really cool. It was crazy all the people that were so supportive, all week actually just like, like Ethan and Carly got offered jobs I think
3: yeah? twice. I mean it was it was pretty crazy, everybody's really supportive of of young people trying to get into this trade especially especially women Mm -hmm. which is awesome to see um i think that there needs to be more of that outreach to younger people and to women because it's a great career i mean there's so many things that you can do with it if you want to and it's what you make of it it's hard work sometimes but it's if the amount of effort you put in should be if you Give work correctly should be the amount that you get
2: back. So. Yeah. I thought it was interesting in the opening speech they talked about how social media like they were like they were asking how they could open their their base of how they could get more people to work. And somebody said that social media was bad, which I thought was interesting because I think we rely on social media so much. But granted we're not trying to hire people. We're yes. just trying to get people to join our program. Which is similar.
3: I think the reason that they say social media is so bad or they said that it has its flaws with that type of thing is because you have so many people that are just going to be out there just to get you just because you're out there right yeah um, like you're cool. gonna get these negative people even with the positivity that you're doing mm-hmm. or just trying to get that outreach yeah that's um, no cool. matter what you're doing um, the good intentions turn bad exactly i mean you s- put something out there you're gonna have people that are just gonna be rude to you for no reason right. just because it's over the internet.
2: We've been lucky about though. I don't I don't feel like we've had anything like
3: that really. Um I mean I mean, I, 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 I don't, sure I don't know. I, I mean, but uh yeah, I mean it it's through a phone so people right. feel like they don't need to it's they yeah. say things that they wouldn't say in person. Yeah. And that's just because they can.
2: It was kind of weird being like the youngest people here, though, because all the conferences I've ever gone to have been like student, like school conferences, yeah. like leadership and, conferences. And you were, we were, like people would meet us and they'd be like, "Hi, like, what come you with?" I'd be like, "I'm with like Friendswood District High School." <laughs> or
3: yeah, or, or what? What are you studying? Right, um, like
2: I'm, I, I'm in high school right now. We're
3: going through American history. I don't know. <laughs> well, there, there were
0: there were a few colleges that had yeah. that had groups. I know, uh, yeah, Michigan State, Texas A&M, Iowa, Texas A&M, Penn State, Penn State. Penn State.
3: Um, Purdue had a group. Purdue had a few, yeah, mm-hmm. um, Virginia Tech yeah virginia tech
0: well yeah. Yeah. yeah including some of your former classmates <laughs> yeah. you guys do such a good job with branding you've been wearing different I mean, Brentsville district tiger turf grass yeah, no, it's, here it's the, the entire time part of the way time. we get our word yeah. out
3: is not just social media and everything yeah. but like branding people i come up and I've, I've walked through um supermarkets and stuff where people come up to me like "Brentsville, isn't that over in Noakesville? and they're like yeah and they're like when did they start the turf program I'm like, like, like five years ago now and they're they're always really interested, and it gets the word out more, and people start talking, and that's how we've been growing our numbers is through social media and just branding, yeah. um, and also the amazing work that we do. I mean, yeah. well, National Field of the Year is pretty nice. So.
0: Yeah, if if folks don't know your work, and I think a lot of listeners do, because uh, you guys have been featured a few times. Yeah, uh, it's just it's it's top notch. Um, Barrett, you're the is it a, what was your official title? Director of communication within yeah, the that's program right. mm-hmm. at eighteen. You even eighteen. <laughs> Uh, I can't remember. You're still 17. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Very fun. So, I actually signed up golf course industry for a TikTok account that Mm -hmm. I haven't used, (laughs) and I'm getting constant push alerts, which really annoys me because I need I need to I need I need to find out how to turn that off. But I'm guessing a lot of folks in the industry, both on the sports field side and especially on the golf side, Mm -hmm. probably don't use. TikTok, right. um, Twitter is is probably the platform mm-hmm. that's most popular among turf. Ironically
2: enough, Mr. Miller runs our Twitter because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to use Twitter. I've and never you're used 17. Twitter.
3: Right,
0: that's hilarious.
3: I mean, yeah, Twitter's, Twitter's it's definitely, definitely the turf thing. I mean, I joined yeah. because I I got a Twitter account because it was be- Mr. Miller for turf yeah Yeah. we we usually
2: post similar things though on most of our stuff that way if somebody's not on Twitter like me like I would not have been on Twitter I saw stuff on Instagram
3: exactly so we we try to keep it uniform but Mm -hmm. um
0: so it's Instagram primarily photos TikTok basically uh, Instagram of with video
2: right yeah, and our videos our TikTok videos are kind of just us having fun I don't know if you've <laughs> seen our
0: TikToks I haven't actually yeah a lot
2: of them are dances of kids during okay. class we do some of them where we'll put pictures in so you can see like the work we've been doing and then we we have we've had one I think or two where we introduce people like with the uh, full house background oh okay. where you everyone has to turn around and wave at the camera uh-huh. rest so in the peace TikTok's pop a lot hit. the TikToks a lot student run okay yeah I would say. For sure um and instagram obviously that too but um we usually talk to miller about what he wants us to, sorry mr miller about what he wants us to put um, drew don't get upset with these kids they're great <laughs> <laughs> what he wants us to put on the instagram and then just we always make sure he approves everything so especially the tiktoks because we don't want to post something and we can't ever post anything with bad words because well you know, sure every, every once in a while
3: he'll come up with a tiktok that he wants us to do. right it and we'll do but it.
2: it's always it's always mostly student run and it's always absolutely a lot of fun. which
3: is which is awesome i mean it's cool
2: because we get control it gives us that
3: experience so. yeah yeah
0: I mean, I'm, this is ridiculous to say, I'm 38 now, and uh, I literally had never been on TikTok until this week. So if if there are superintendents, if there are field managers who are listening, um, who maybe are curious, maybe it's a good way to reach out to younger folks who might want to work.
3: I
2: mean, uh, everyone
3: I know is course, inter- or at the facility. I mean, it would facility. be an interesting way to recruit. Yeah. I don't know how you do it I properly. I think maybe well, have a younger, yeah.
2: like, person. Yeah. I, don't, I that, mean, I'm not yeah. saying that you couldn't.
0: That was my question. Is like, you use this more than, certainly more than I do, but probably more than most superintendents or or field managers do, I would guess. So, you know, with your your 17, so that's basically an expert, uh, (laughs) how would you guys use it if you were working at a golf course, if you were working for, you know, a minor league baseball team or or something like that?
2: That's really funny. The Savannah Bananas, who are here, yes, they in, are an independent super, team. Yeah. super popular on TikTok. Yeah. And they put, like, people love their stuff. They post stuff all the time. I actually, I see the thing on TikTok that's like where you look at stuff that you don't follow. It's called the For You page. Okay. And they pop up my For You page like every two weeks. Like, I'll see oh. another one. I don't follow them, but I'll like their video and I'll look at the comments, stuff like that. But they always have funny stuff. So it's usually, I would say probably, the way that we reach out to people or the videos that people like are just usually when we're showing what we're doing. Because people mm-hmm. like that, like pictures of students doing stuff, usually get a lot of likes. For sure. I would say. Um, but just. I mean,
3: we also ha- get likes on our, our. I think our most liked one is, the toga one.
2: Oh yeah. Franco, so we had one of our spirit days was toga day. Well, right. it was it was decades day. So the seniors, it's like a tradition, tradition They've been doing it, it for years. years that seniors wear togas on decades day. Yeah. So Franco's in this video And it, we were planning on filming the video. We didn't know when we were going to do it. So Franco's in the video And he didn't bring a change of so clothes for <laughs> class. He didn't bring a change of clothes So everyone was out on the field in their togas. Yeah. Like like mowing in their toga, like, like was blower great. in their toga. <laughs> it was really fun but Franco's in one of them where he's wearing a t- I'm sure you'll see it. He has a cowboy hat on and a t- <laughs> t- <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah, cowboy
0: hat and tote. great. <laughs> I, need, I need to follow your TikTok. Yeah, you it's really
2: funny that you mentioned that because um, Carly, one of the other people who are here, mm-hmm. and me, we were in a, a presentation about maintaining baseball fields. And we went up because Carly had a question to ask the guy after. We want to introduce ourselves. And he was like, oh my gosh, and you guys at Brent'sville? Because he saw our polos and had Brent'sville. See,
0: branding. And yeah, he was exactly. like,
2: I follow your guys' TikTok. It's so funny. <laughs> and we were like, that's so funny. And he was like, you guys are like TikTok famous. And we were like, no, no, no. Definitely not that, but. Yeah, not that.
0: Well, for turf. Maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe. Turf maybe. TikTok. Turf, yeah. There's Turf Twitter. Maybe you're making Turf, Turf TikTok. Talk. We're working on a TikTok Turf right talk. now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Whenever this gets published, I'm sure it'll be up. We're working on one now for the days of this conference and mm-hmm. what we wore. So.
3: Did we do one Yes, We, did, we one did one yesterday. yesterday. We we have to, one. I think
2: we're going to yeah. do the one today later when we're all fancy
3: dressed. I was. Oh. Yeah, in my Winnie the Pooh time, that'll be great. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you can utilize it in different ways. Uh, uh, for golf course, I mean, I'd say um, showing... The difference between when you first start in the morning and then after you're done with the project. Like, I mean, like pretty you, lines. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go out on a golf course in the morning, I know from experience, and it's dewy and it's cold, mm-hmm. and you're out there, and then you start mowing and everything. And by yeah. eight, eight o'clock when golf starts, it's beautiful. I mean, you got the, the fairways cut, mm-hmm. greens mowed, it uh, looks fantastic. Nothing I mean, prettier than a golf Exactly, course. especially right around so. sunrise. Get some pictures of that. Get some videos of that. Right. Definitely. Great. I, a I like video. Even, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Like, just, just videos of the courses usually will probably be fine. And I think if people see that, they'll, I
3: mean, it's... Yeah, and just add in, would w- Would you like you to say? work here like, or something like that? Yeah. See if people are interested. And in I'm sure you'll get a couple people here and there. Right. It, might, it might not blow up, but... You only need one or two. That's what right. I'm saying. I right. mean, it, you only need... 12 people on a golf course. Mm-hmm.
2: It's funny. I think word of mouth is the best advertisement for us, like for our program. For sure. But I definitely think having these, like the TikTok and the Instagram have helped because then students see what we're doing. It's not just yeah. like, Oh, I don't know what this is. Stuff like that. But I think, I think people know now.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, word of mouth is definitely the biggest thing for our, our program though, mm-hmm. for growing our program mm-hmm. because,
0: and it's the same in the industry too, by the way, when you're yeah. trying to recruit, uh, mostly seasonal members. Tr- yeah. yeah.
3: Trust me. I know. If, um, yeah. Uh, working at golf yeah, you, we, yeah. yeah. you've all but worked on golf courses it, uh, it, word of mouth definitely helps the program by because uh, we're able to tell other students like hey you should really join us it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. and like we tell them what we're doing because most kids think that we just walk out there and watch other people <laughs> mow and stuff right. but when you start telling them that no we're like, we're doing moment, everything like, I mean, we're winning national awards and being featured on different things it's by crazy. by the way that we're doing things it's mm-hmm. not Miller doing everything.
2: Right, which I think is, is super important.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the student involvement is the biggest part.
2: And people have so much fun.
3: The oh. like, kids have so much fun. I know I did. It was great.
2: I personally like using the backpack blower to blow leaves off the track. That's one of my favorite <sighs> jobs. Just because then afterwards, it looks so nice and clean. Well, yeah.
0: you know who else appreciates that and likes a Track athletes. Track Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of them. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. It, it's just a lot of fun. Um, word of mouth, though, for our program is great. Um, TikTok is... Just some fun that we do that helps out. Yeah, might, okay. I would say TikTok out. is uh, our fun one. Yeah,
2: Instagram's business. Twitter is Twi- business Twitter's only. Twitter is
3: business. Yeah. Um,
0: Should superintendents and other turf pros take the time to set up a TikTok I don't or see why. It could yeah, that's why not.
2: Okay. And if um, and if, they, if it's a little overwhelming, I don't see why you couldn't ask someone who you think would be good. Mm-hmm. At it. Well, I mean, I mean yeah, that's I mean, what I mean, Miller did.
3: Yeah, the youngest <laughs> crew member. <laughs> you're doing. <laughs> you if you're doing TikToks and. I know a lot of golf courses usually they'll hire seasonal workers and typically end up being high schoolers and stuff mm-hmm. just look at them and say hey i mean we have this tiktok account we're trying to get more employees and uh, especially seasonal employees and we're trying to figure out the best way to do it would you be willing to manage this every once in a while like once a week post a new tiktok right doesn't have to be anything big just getting the word out there and letting people know what you're doing and mm-hmm. how it doesn't even have to, out. have to
2: be that frequent
3: yeah I mean, two weeks month month just, just something yeah. better than nothing I can't hurt
0: how often do you guys put up new TikToks on the Brentsville page it's very variable very it variable. depends because
2: when we're doing a lot of stuff sometimes it's hard like homecoming week I think we posted one but it was hard because every day we were doing something Like we, I think that week we had a game and then another game in the same week or so another we thing that makes it difficult
3: is now we're inside until right. um, I think February is when we start back out outside because it's too because cold, it's cold, to, go out. Too cold mm-hmm. to go out we're technically not allowed by the county to go out um, oh, and then cool. yeah, also it's there's under no, 32. We yeah there's run. also huh. no sports teams that are playing right now so there's no point in really
2: and grass is growing well, well
3: that's, that's,
0: that's the cool. biggest <laughs> thing so.
2: yeah yeah um,
0: it's hard to have something about turf grass with no turf grass right
2: so I think we've been po- we posted a couple, we posted one Miller posted one I think. Because t- him and I talked about it before we were leaving for the trip. Like, before that, I think we talked about it on Thursday. And he was like, oh, I have a perfect picture for this one. So I started it, and then he finished it. Um, about, like, this is our, the picture, which is a trend right now. And then he, um, so that was a couple days ago. And then we posted one on the first day of conference that was just a goofy ass saying, like, we made it, we made it. And then, I guess, we'll do the, cl- it, it's just a couple days in between sometimes. Sometimes it can be weeks, but...
3: Just depends on how busy we are or right. what we're doing. Yeah. And TikTok um,
2: is interesting because it's not like Instagram. So, like realistically, not everyone who follows you will see all your videos. Mm-hmm. But as long as they see a couple it's... Yeah, exactly. And it's
0: not something with Twitter where you have to. I mean, there there are turf pros who tweet every single day. You no. don't have to do that. Yeah, no, no we don't. Definitely. You probably no. shouldn't do that.
2: No,
3: no, absolutely not. I think if if you do something every day like that, it kind of gets overwhelming at right. some point, and people just kind or of
2: repetitive. Get, yeah, to exactly. To
3: do. And you don't want that. You want to be able to show off. So. But, Like for the course I work out when we used redid our greens, we're redoing different greens here and there. And um, they just renovated three new greens. If they had done uh, progression videos of what the green was going through, mm-hmm. it would have been cool and posted that on TikTok. You might have gotten them mm-hmm. people interested in that course like, or uh, interested in doing like that like work. A
2: yeah, that, like a time lapse video of that or something. Yeah, that'd mm-hmm. be
3: cool. Just something.
0: Ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys have already won the Kaminsky Award for the Super Social Media Awards once. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you'll win it again. Maybe. I don't
2: know,
0: well, I don't know if it'll be this year. <laughs> so you guys graduate in about four, four and a half months. June 10th. What is on schedule for you both the rest of the year? Both class, uh, getting ready for next year, obviously projects around the campus, turf-wise.
3: We're getting set up. We start spring season February, like I said, we're gonna have tryouts start then, so we have to get the field all prepped and everything. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna be painting all the logos and stuff like we did um, for football. Football is our big um, painting season. Right. Uh, this year, we'll, we're gonna we do some painting. Like we'll do paint out the softball, uh, baseball,
2: baseball, softball, um, logos baseball. and stuff,
3: and then uh, we have to paint the field for lacrosse and soccer. Switching um, back and forth, but
0: <laughs> so many yeah, lines. And then
3: we'll go to other schools and redo mounds and things like that. Mm-hmm. So there's still stuff to do, and then towards the end of the year we're getting ready for graduation. So we'll right. help and set up for good graduation. We do graduation
2: on our football field. So don't nice. do it our school small enough so we can do that, and parents mm-hmm. watch from the bleachers and stuff like that. So be really we'll cool. prepared for that. Yeah.
0: Well, just to put this in perspective for people, Princeville District is still like a thousand students. There's a thousand we're
3: the students. smallest school in our county a though. Yeah. Um so then we ha- You're small
0: for the county, but you're not a, we're
3: not small, small. We're not a I small, small. I mean our county's huge. Yeah, ginormous. I think the next closest one is like 3,000
2: students. There's a school
3: down the road for months, um, and they have 2,000. Yeah, so, oh, wow. something like that.
2: It's ridiculous. 2,000 um, or something.
3: That's, that's what also I think is beneficial for Brentsville, and that's why I think the uh, turf program kind of took off, is because that we were that smaller school, so mm-hmm. it was a different dynamic, and we were closer knit with the community and with um, individuals at the school, which really helped from there, I mean, the rest of the school year personally, for Apollo, or anything like that, working?
2: Yeah, my decisions, so what, exactly what Franco said, painting in all that stuff, um, and then personally, I jeez, uh, we have another pep rally, so I'm student body president, so I have to plan that whole thing. Oh, day. that too? Yes, <laughs> so I have to plan that whole thing, um, so I'll do the pep rally, and then we usually have a winter dance, but I don't think we're going to have one this year, so I won't have to worry about that. And then I'm also on um, Honor Society, so we'll do our project. I'm not sure what it is yet. They were talking about um, a recycling program because we don't. I don't think we have one. So they were talking about implementing that. So that'll take some work. Um, and then I'm also captain of uh, academic team. So <laughs> let me
0: just say real quick. <laughs> Yesterday when you were all presenting, and I think you were the fifth. Were you the fifth I one was, to speak? I think yeah. Yes. Uh, you get up there. We're an hour and a half into this presentation already. Uh, Drew had talked. Four of your uh, fellow Tigers had talked.
2: Including Franco here.
0: Yeah, um, Another, uh, the head of another high school turf program in Georgia, which is very impressive at South Forsyth, uh, had talked. So people were pretty ready to go. You captivated them for a few more minutes, but I remember you saying, I'm what you might call an overachiever. That
2: is definitely
0: It is not uh, hard to see. Yeah,
2: um, definitely, definitely. Sometimes I'm a little over my head when it gets busy, but it's fun otherwise. (laughs) Um, But academic team, we just qualified for districts. Oh, man. So that's exciting. I think that'll be in the next couple of weeks. Um, But after that, I'm playing tennis. Okay. Um, My mom is the coach, so that's exciting. Mm -hmm. She also coaches golf, though, so. Um, And she's on this
0: trip. She's lovely. We've had a few (laughs) meals together. I like her a lot.
2: Um, So I'll play tennis, um, and then I'll find out where I got in, where I didn't get in, and probably pick where I'm planning on going, and then... um, I think I might be speaking at graduation. I'm not totally sure, so that is something. And then over the summer, I probably will play a lot of golf, <laughs> yeah. as usual. And then um, I think my family's planning on a trip. But other nice. than that, we will so, And then next fall, golf.
3: Another turf thing is yeah. uh, we always do the senior project or whatever. Right? Yeah, we, so, we do pick up projects. Um, basically, it's a way of getting us into the more understanding of the industry itself, but on a landscaping aspect, mm-hmm. where each each student gets a group. So I think there's like four to a group. Yeah. You design a area around Brentsville, um, the campus, and essentially you pitch it, pick. Right yeah, you pitch it to the administration, administration. and Miller, Mr. Miller. <laughs>
0: there you go again try again Drew what are you doing to these kids
3: (laughs) it's because you're working outside you don't have time to say mister all the time so it's just something I mean he kind of tells us to call him Miller yeah
2: I mean it's everybody calls him Miller you don't want to be the one person who's like mister Miller
3: it's it's (laughs) it's what's going to happen when you're later in life you're not going to be calling everybody (laughs) mister no
0: it's first names and that starts really fast
3: but um no so we pitch it to the administration and whoever wins the bid I guess you'd call it Mm -hmm. yeah Um, gets their project approved and then you start the process of actually doing the project Mm -hmm. so um, that's where you get that landscape design in and um, landscape architecture which is really cool yeah it
2: is awesome Um,
0: and you're both waiting to hear where you're going we talked about this over dinner the other night though Mm -hmm. Um, you guys have some some good aspirations uh, Mm -hmm. for college and beyond I'll whoever wants to go first this is This is impressive for a 17- and 18-year-old.
3: First, last
2: time. Well, I'm planning on majoring in psychology and eventually getting my doctorate um, so that I can become a clinical psychiatrist because I want to be able to help people with mental health, especially right now because there is such a push towards that, but I think people don't really know how to talk about it, so I think it's a good time to make that change. Um, I don't know where I'm going yet. Um, My number one is probably UVA. Um, just I'm a Virginia girl, I've mm-hmm. had my whole life, love basketball, games there, uh, John Paul Jones Arena is one of my favorite places, so hopefully UVA, if not UVA, maybe somewhere in state, uh, I also applied to William & Mary, which a couple of my family members have gone to, and they really loved it, so, I love it there too, Williamsburg's great, so. The tribe. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, okay,
3: Bronco. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I want to study mechanical engineering and turf grass management. And dual major in both of those. And then from from college, I'd like to work for Toro or John Deere, one of those companies, and design turf equipment. And then later on, I'll start my own company trying to design that stuff. Um, just because I love the industry and I love turf, it's a great thing. And both of those together, you don't see that very often from engineers trying to work in that industry. Um, and I think it would be really beneficial to have the scientific aspect with the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Engineering, um, and then my my schools, um, I'm kind of tied for number one right now. Um, Texas A&M and Tennessee Tech mm-hmm. are my top choices. I applied to some other schools, but I uh, got into Tennessee Tech. I'm waiting to hear back from Texas A&M, and mm-hmm. I can't go to Texas A&M without scholarships. So. Yeah.
0: Well, and it, it's a big turf school, school, and, and yeah, as definitely. I learned only yesterday, the current president of the SFMA, yeah. Nick McKenna, uh, is from Texas A&M. He's there right now. I and, spoke
3: with him the other day, and
0: they had a. Did you say, can I, can I get in? Can I get a little scholarship money?
3: Well, he doesn't. He doesn't do that. He. Uh, well, he
0: could put a word in for you.
3: I spoke to uh, Professor Straw. Yeah. And okay. He, right. he said that he would try and help me out, but uh, I have to fill out another application or something. So I'll do that later.
0: You'll be filling out applications for stuff for the rest of your life. Rest of my life, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah.
3: but But uh, no, I'd, I, either one I end up at, I know I'll, I going to try hard and do
0: whatever, but yeah. Well, and I like that because you're both very ambitious. You both have really, really big goals, Mm -hmm. which is cool, but you're proof that you don't have to get into your high school turf grass program and become necessarily a golf course superintendent or work on sports fields, which, you know, there are other jobs in the industry and there's other really important jobs outside the industry, Mm -hmm. you know, but you'll have this background uh, of understanding science and understanding work and you know it's just it's proof that you know you don't have to go into turf grass specifically Mm -hmm. there are are a lot of other jobs but this does give you a nice background
3: and i think that uh another thing about this week is that's kind of opened my eyes at least a little bit to what actually is within the industry and Mm -hmm. how vast the industry actually goes which has been really big to me
2: yeah there's definitely a lot of people I talked to, and they're like, "Oh, I do this." I was
3: like, "Why is that? Not what?" Yeah, <laughs> there's some things in this industry that no one would even think about mm-hmm. it being a part of. But right. when you talk to the people that are working in those sides of things, you're like, "Wow, that actually makes sense on why you're at this conference." Rest F- FMA, um, <laughs> and it'll, uh, that'll take it'll, a while
0: to get that acronym. Yeah. Down. Yes, well,
3: it will probably.
0: It's been fun hanging out with you guys and the rest of your crew this week, <laughs> and. uh, Good luck with the next four months.
2: Thank Thank you. you. I appreciate it.
0: And beyond, obviously, too. I
2: appreciate it. No, only four months. Only four.